New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today, I'm hosting Dr. Glenn Aparicio Perry, and he's the author of Original Thinking, A Radical Revisioning of Time, Humanity, and Nature. Glenn, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you, Justine. What are you serving today? (laughs) All right. Well, maybe have a little cappuccino. (laughs) Um, You know, your book is Original Thinking, so we're talking about thoughts. Are we the generator of our thoughts, or are we the receiver of our thoughts? Oh, that's a great question that's been asked in our dialogue circles many times. It's a trick question because we're both, but we're primarily a receiver of thoughts because our consciousness is connected with a living consciousness. Everything is alive. Everything is vibrating, and our physical body is a membrane to that world. So we are primarily a receiver of our thoughts. But we do have an opportunity, a sacred opportunity, to receive those thoughts well and to send them on with the proper intent. So we're kind of a transformer in that sense. We're not a generator in terms of we didn't create thought. But once thought comes to us, we can send it on with beautiful intent, and that's a prayer. Or we could send it on with ill intent, and that's a curse. So that's a very important responsibility. So that's how I would answer that. I know that you love to be in nature, Mm. and you give a wonderful example in your writings about sitting in nature and watching the clouds form. Yes. And there is an analogy here about what you're talking about, about how thoughts form. Oh, my God. Well, you know, there's a reason why clouds are associated with thought so strongly. You know, for me, yes, I do. I happen to live in the foothills of the Sandia Mountains, so I look out out my window at the mountains. And also I can step outside on the porch, and then I can actually see thought arise, see the cloud arise. You know, the most profound thing that ever happened to me, I think almost was going to a deer dance in Taos Pueblo, and we were waiting for a couple of hours before they started, and there was a cloudless sky. And then, just as the dancers are coming out, the only cloud in the sky that's formed is exactly that of a deer antler. Now, that is power. That's power. That's possible. That's possible. The same thing is possible for us because we are connected to clouds in a profound way. I actually, in the book, I compare paradigms to the hydrological cycle of 
ideas, because I think that really is how it happens. We're water beings. We're 70% water. The Hopis, and I've, I've been blessed to know a couple of elders in the Hopi land, Jerry Anawa one and Vernon Masa Yesfa, who's the head of the Black Mesa Trust. The Hopis speak about the interconnection that humans have with all the waters. The waters first are very interconnected. The underground waters speak to the waters in the sky. They draw down that water to rain. Water permeates the soil. All the waters from the rivers, lakes, streams, oceans, they all are interconnected. So it occurred to me that it's not just a metaphor, really, but that thought is like that, too. Our thought occurs in, you know, a drop, and then it, it accumulates and, you know, it runs into a river. That's why we have these metaphors. We talk about mainstream thought. We talk about underground thought. We talk about people having their head in the clouds. Well, you know why? Because it's all interconnected. We are interconnected with that hydrological cycle. It's not something that happens apart from us. It happens with us. And if we understand that and immerse ourselves in that, we'll understand how thought develops and unfolds. It's a beautiful thing. And so when we have a new paradigm coming in, what it really is, is it's come around again. And it's now it's time because that's the way thought operates. When it becomes stale, it evaporates up. Then it kind of hobnobs with other idea clouds there. They have a kind of a thought conference. And then you have a brainstorm <laughs> and it comes back to earth. And that seems like it's brand new. It's unbelievably new, but it's just, it's time. It's time. So we have to connect with that sense of timing and then we'll be a really creative thinker. So you're saying that we really are starting to emerge in a new cycle. Or maybe it's a very old cycle that's coming. Well, it won't be just an old cycle because there'll be something new about it. We can't quite repeat. Our original cycle. Our original <laughs> cycle. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Can you say something about that? Yeah. I mean, original for me is really a combination of the old and the new. And that's what makes it beautiful. So, I mean, I think that for original thinking, we need to combine the old and new we need to look for the pattern that connects. You know, we, often we, we talk about original thinking as something out-of-the-box thinking. That's part of it, but it's not just that it's out-of-the-box. It's out-of-a-box that interconnects with another way of thinking. Original thinking is very much timeless thought. And it's also very radical. It gets to the roots, and it's beautiful, and it's wise. Radical, it meaning as in the, getting to the roots. The so real, ra meaning, the real of meaning of radical is yeah. getting to the roots. Oh yeah, that's where radical comes. Just like when people talk about Chinese language has radicals, that means the roots. That the roots that you append other things mm -hmm. on to to create a word. Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. the roots of so, a tree. So you you're talking about how we are intricately embedded in nature. We're not separate out yeah. of nature. We are, I think you use the word nested in mm. nature. I love that. Yeah. I love that word, yeah. nested. We are <laughs> nested in nature. But yeah. most of our thought, we think, just takes place 
between our ears, and that's mm. where we live yeah. up there. But there's a lot more going on. Yeah. It really never is that way. That's an illusion, but it's an illusion that has kind of created its own reality. So people begin to imagine that they have their own thoughts which are independent from the cosmos. But they couldn't even be alive if they weren't breathing the air that is created by the trees. They couldn't be alive if they weren't drinking the water. They couldn't be alive if they weren't upon this soil and eating vegetables and plants that are connected to the water or air. We're inextricably connected with everything. But as long as we believe that we're separate, we begin to create thoughts which are essentially uh, pretty fragmented. And as David Bohm observed, you know, fragmented thinking creates a fragmented society. And he's uh, uh, yeah. the late David Bohm is a mm. physicist, a theoretical yes. physicist, who also worked a lot with dialogue. So you were saying he said... Fragmented thinking creates a fragmented society. And that's what we have now. We have a fragmented society, but I'm very optimistic, too. We have a society which is remembering, restoring. There's no word in the English language, by the way, that begins with re that I don't love. So <laughs> all, that's what we need to do all the time because nothing is new, isn't brand new. So we remember, we restory, we restoring the earth. All those things are uh, necessary at this time. Glenn, could I ask you to read a story for us? Sure. That really illustrates this, and you use this story in the book, and it, it's about where awareness was hidden from us and oh, is now yes. coming out. So can you oh, can yes, you yes, read yes. that beautiful story? Tell us the origin of this story and read that for us. Uh, well, that would be Grandfather Leon Secatero, and he just simply said, long ago, it seems there was a spirit people that became aware that the earth people were coming. So they decided to have a dialogue, and they formed a circle. And all the spirit people came out and talked about the sacred gift, this awareness. Where can we put it? Where can we put it in the meantime and then give it to the newcomers when they come? And so they thought it through the dialogue, and one said, Hey, I know where to put this gift where the earth people won't find it until it's time. They said, let's put it way up on top of the mountain where they can't climb. But another one said, no, nah, uh -uh, I don't think so. Those earth people, oh, they're curious. They're going to find it right away. So they went into a circle again, talk and talk. And finally one says, hey, why don't we put it way down under the ground in a cave where the earth people don't go? Another said, no, 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 they're going to get it because that's where they're like ants. They'll climb in everywhere. They'll find it. Then finally they came back together in dialogue. And one said, hey, let's put this awareness inside themselves where they will never find it until it's time. Isn't that great? I love that story. Yeah. And that's kind of where we are now, would you say? That yeah. we're now at this point in history, this point in time, if there is such a point, that we are starting to to see the connection of all, to go back to our original design, so to speak. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, when- mm-hmm. yes, I think we were that way very, very long ago too. But now, you know, we're coming into a, a new form of original awareness that is going to include the rational, but the intuitive, like like Sri Aurobindo spoke about. This is the supra mental time. So we're going to go above the mental realm, but we're going to include it. And so we'll be able to use our rational mind, but it will be now infused and informed by a, by a bigger, larger intuitive awareness. You're president of a think mm. tank called the Circle for Original Thinking. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Sure, I would love to. I mean, there's a book, Original Thinking, but... You know, a book can only do so much. I also wanted to create a vehicle for getting this way of thinking out into the world. And so the real purpose of the Circle for Original Thinking is to guide people in remembering how to think like nature thinks. You know, and part of that is forming dialogue circles sacred circles. So we give them pretty good instructions on a piece of paper, about seven pages describing dialogue, but we also created a video which shows it's on the website, originalthinking.us, which shows the process of dialogue because it gives a visual example of it. But, you know, there are ideas in a book, but, you know, those ideas are intended to stimulate much further thought and what I'm really interested in is people questioning the assumptions of the society. The same thing that David Bohm was interested in, that Krishnamurti is interested in. If you question these tacit assumptions, then we can be extremely creative beings. We really need to do that because, you know, these, these things that we assume, we never look at. You know, right, when we're swimming in the sea of our assumptions yes. and we don't even know where the, yes. we're, we're doing Yes, it. so dialogue's a great vehicle for questioning assumptions and for deep listening and for remembering a form of consciousness like Bohm would call participatory consciousness. This is something that indigenous peoples in intact indigenous societies still have today. It's something that we have when we're dreaming, you know, I think that uh, most of us, when we dream, we wake up and we immediately report that dream with our waking consciousness. But I don't think that's actually the way it is when we're dreaming. <laughs> we're dreaming. We're dreaming in a way that all of the dream is numinous. All the dream is vibrating. Consciousness infuses itself throughout the whole dream. That's my experience of dreaming. When you first went out on Vision Quest, mm. you really had a deep experience of how everything is vibrating, Mm. even that which we would call inanimate objects. You know, um, I do want to preface it by saying that, you know, if you're going to go on a vision quest, be aware that normally this is something done in adolescence, because make sure your physical vehicle is ready to do this. You are normally counseled to not drink or eat for some time before the quest and on the quest. So that helps right away. You know, I like to drink water, you know, but if you don't drink water for a day before you go out in a vision quest and you're not drinking it on the quest, all of a sudden you become more acutely aware that you are water. (laughs) You know, that's part of it. You could do this in other forms besides vision quests, but being in meditation, just 
allowing yourself to sink into your environment and take off the layers of your rational mind kind of one by one. You may experience some things. I certainly did. When the rains came, I saw the grasses dancing after. I saw their appreciation. I think, you know, much earlier in my life, I remember having an epiphany, realizing a very simple thing, and I'm embarrassed it took me this long to, to realize it, just simply that everything on this planet sleeps and dreams. The first time I, I realized that, that was an awakening for me. So you can experience that. It really is helpful to do that. Plants are clearly living beings which are sleeping, dreaming, awakening, moving. You know, everything is like that. The closer that we come to aligning ourselves with that consciousness, the fuller our consciousness will be. And it's really a great feeling. So for I sure. hope that gives you some idea. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Glenn, I want to thank you so much for being oh. part of the New Dimensions Cafe today. Oh, that's my honor. Thank you, Justine. Thank you. I've been speaking with Glenn Aparicio Perry, and he's the author of Original Thinking, A Radical Revisioning of Time, Humanity, and Nature. And if you want to know more about his work, you can go to the website, originalthinking.us. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I want to thank you for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe. Please do join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a 1,000 hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You, too, can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.